Hello, Courageous Friends. This is Nancy Engel, and you are invited to join us for our podcast, A Life That Lasts, with Kendall Keeler. And today, what are we going to talk about, Kendall Keeler? <laughs> well, we've started this series on feasts that are in Scripture because we're in a season right now. In the fall, there's several feasts that if you are to look at an average calendar out there, in at least here in the United States, yes. many of our calendars will note some of the Jewish holidays. But even if you are not familiar with that, if you were to go online, you'd discover that during this time of the year is when many of the Jewish people celebrate particular holidays. And we are now the 20th of September, 2021. Yes. yes. A beautiful fall day here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And just last week was when there was a celebration called Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And for many people who have been Christians for many years... Me included. The idea of the Day of Atonement uh, seems obscure, something we don't really know a lot about. And the reality is it's... In the Old Testament, it's been there for many, many years. It is a part of the Bible. It is significant <laughs> part of the Bible. And not only that, but when Christ died, he became the atoning sacrifice yes. for our sins. So here yes. we're on a podcast talking about death. Mm -hmm. And the Day of Atonement is a powerful uh, message to us about what death can do in a good way. Yes, that's very true. And how that one death can cover the sins and protect the death of another. Mm -hmm. And so why don't I start by just giving a quick overview of the Day of Atonement. I'm going to be reading from a book uh, just a little uh, booklet by Galen Peterson called The Handbook of Bible Festivals. And I thought this might be the easiest way to give everyone a quick introduction to the Day of Atonement. I could read from Leviticus 16. <laughs> okay. Um, and a few other passages. But I thought I would just read how he wrote this because I feel like, especially for those who may not be familiar at all, um, mm -hmm. It might be a little easier to just get a quick overview mm -hmm. and comprehension. So in biblical times, 10 days after the people of Israel celebrated the Feast of Trumpets, which we talked about last time. Right. So 10 days later, they were called to keep another holy day. The Hebrew name is Yom Kippur, which means the Day of Atonement. It was the most important day of the year because that was when the sins of the people were forgiven mm. for that year. I'm adding that in, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, is that it only covered the sins for the past year. The next year they had to do it again, and the next mm -hmm. year they had to do it again, and the next year they had to mm -hmm. do it again. One person was responsible for doing the service on this day. He was called the high priest. He was chosen from among the many priests who served in the worship 
in the temple in Jerusalem. He wore white linen clothes with a breastplate on his chest containing precious stones. His head was covered with a cap marked with the words, Holy to the Lord. The Day of Atonement was the only day during the year when anyone could enter the Holy of Holies, the special place in the temple where God's glorious presence appeared. And it was only the high priest who could go into the Holy of Holies. Now, for those who aren't familiar with how the temple was laid out, the Holy of Holies was the furthest in. You'd have to go through several courts before you could get into the Holy of Holies. The closest to God. Yeah, that was where uh, you... God's presence, his Shekinah glory, would, right. would be revealed. Mm -hmm. And if someone went in there without... Uh, that wasn't good. Yeah. Without the blood of a, of a precious lamb, uh, they could die. Mm -hmm. Coming into God's presence unprepared. Mm -hmm. He first entered with burning incense, the smoke of which represented the prayers of the people rising up to God. The high priest then sacrificed a young bull for his own sins and went back into the Holy of Holies. There he sprinkled some of the blood from the young bull on the Ark of the Covenant, which would have been uh, also called the mercy seat, almost like a place where God would sit. There was no idol in there. God is not represented in any graven image. It is. It, it would have been more like a piece of furniture mm -hmm. that God would... Uh, the idea was that God would come and and sit or be there up, uh, on that mercy seat, the Ark of the Covenant. It was a golden covered box with figures of angels on top. Then two goats were brought to the high priest outside the temple. One goat was selected to be the sacrificial goat. The blood of this goat was offered by the high priest in the Holy of Holies for the sins of all the people of Israel. So the first sacrifice was for himself mm -hmm. so that he would be protected to go into the Holy of Holies. The second sacrifice was a goat and that was to be sacrificed for the sins of all the people. The priest went back outside and placed his hands on the head of the other goat. That was called the scapegoat. Then it was sent far away from the people into the wilderness. This represented sending away all the sins of the people. They were now forgiven. God no longer held the people responsible for their past sins, and they would not be punished for them. Now, it sounds... So... Tell me your first impressions. I'm, I think as typical Christians like myself, um, knowing this makes the gift of atonement so much sweeter. Mm -hmm. And knowing now that we live in the age where Christ died once for all, mm -hmm. we don't have to do this anymore. We live in the new season. And I'm so grateful. And I think it gives a sense of 
a little bit little more awareness of the holiness of God yeah and we take it so lightly yeah I can take it so lightly his forgiveness the yeah. sacrifice his holiness yeah. and our guest was talking about that how we don't really have a grasp of the holiness of God yeah. in our culture yeah yeah you're referring to um, our conversation the last yes our episode last episode um, and that was that was a great conversation. I think I think too uh, that in addition to the holiness of God, the other thing that stands out to me is the dangerousness of our sin. Yes. And <clears throat> I I grappled with how to write about this when I wrote my book, Your Last Twenty Four, because. There's a section in there where I talk about God's justice mm -hmm. and that death is required. Mm -hmm. I think for many of us, we struggle about that conceptually. Yes. But emotionally, I, I don't think we actually struggle with that as much as we think we do because all we have to do is watch a movie in which there's a bad guy. And when that bad guy is doing bad stuff inside of us, you know what we want to happen to that bad guy? We want him to die. Punishment. <laughs> yes. He needs to get what he deserves. Uh, yes. And that is something that we naturally know. Mm -hmm. That when people do bad things, especially... Um, when we recognize how dangerous and how hurtful those things are, we want that to stop. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easier for us to see that in other people than in ourselves. You think? <laughs> <laughs> and we're often, we're often naturally uh, dismissive of the path that a sin is on. We'll see a sin... Um, and, and Jesus, when he talked to people, he tried to help them recognize that when we do what we might call a little sin, it's on a path that gets into a much bigger sin. You know, some might say to you, don't hate your brother, you know, but I say to you, you know, even if you call your brother a name, you've, you're in danger of hellfire, you know? And why did Jesus say just something like calling somebody a name, a, a, a crude name? Why would that be a problem? Well, it's because you're already on the path towards hatred. And then hatred, what does that turn into? Cain and Abel turns into death. Mm -hmm. and, and when we start down a path in which we think, well, this is just a small sin. And then another small sin. And then another small sin. And it starts to snowball and we we get on a path and we don't even realize how we started on that path um there are no small sins exactly but we kind of put them in categories it's easy for us to do the whole idea of wanting justice reminds me of just something i went through today mm -hmm. as a cancer patient i was with some friends and the one person said you know talking about pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. 
I think there is a cure for cancer and pharmaceuticals are sitting on it. And I said, <laughs> I, 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 I can't, I can't, I cannot accept that. Right. Yeah. And I, then I was stewing on that. Yeah. And yeah. I said, oh, if, if that is true, there is a special level of hell for someone like that. You know, because I'm thinking of all the children, you know, all right, the suffering yeah. associated yeah. with cancer. Yeah. And so I was quantifying that sin. Sure. But in the eyes of God, I mean, sin is sin. Yeah. Yeah. And requires atonement. Right. And for anybody out there that struggles with that, just think about the idea of the straw that broke the camel's back, meaning sometimes um, we, if we're in a relationship with another person and they do something that to them seems very minor, but that just became the straw that broke the camel's back. Like <laughs> it just put you over the edge because you were you were already having a bad day. Uh -huh. There was a lot going on, and all they did was one little one thing, little that, thing. <laughs> that that maybe wasn't the wisest thing to do, or maybe you know uh, the they trigger. didn't. Maybe they didn't even intend to hurt you, you know. Right. But it hurt, and yeah. it can be the smallest thing that tips the scale in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And so God, in his love for us, said, y'all need to know that sin, any sin of any magnitude, leads ultimately mm -hmm. to death or separation from me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I love the idea that atonement is at one mint. Mm -hmm. It is intended to restore relationship. And so when you think about, and folks, we are not experts in these festivals. We no. are students. We are students. <laughs> seeking to learn Hello. and apply. <laughs> so um, I would love to hear if you have any questions or any comments you'd like to email to us. Kendallkeeler at gmail.com is a great way to communicate. Um, but, but I as I have studied this and pondered the idea of atonement and when God set this up, this yearly mm -hmm. um, ritual, this yearly tradition, what was he trying to teach us? He was trying to teach his people the how our sin is, is not as dismissive as we would like it to think it is. Mm -hmm. And um, so you were speaking about a conversation you had today. One of the conversations I had today was with somebody. We were talking about meat. And we were talking about how removed most people are from um, where meat comes from. And, and this wasn't even a conversation about should somebody become a vegetarian or anything like that. Actually, he was telling me that... Uh, a, a particular uh, interview he was listening to was somebody who um, was advocating for us just having more humanitarian mm. growth of everything, animals and plants and all mm -hmm. that. And he was saying that the particular podcast he was listening to, the person had been a vegetarian and went back to becoming a meat eater, but they, they realized I'm not going to... You don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, meaning 
you don't say, okay, we just because some farms or some situations are are really bad ways of doing things mm-hmm. doesn't mean you say, well, I'm never going to eat a tomato again or I'm never going to eat pork again or whatever. So all that to say, as we were talking about how removed we get from even what we eat every day, mm-hmm. we can lose this sense of an animal's an animal gave his life so that I can live. Mm-hmm. A plant gave its life <laughs> that I can live. I mean, this is the nature of of human living: is mm-hmm. that sacrifice is required for us to continue mm-hmm. to live, mm-hmm. and. Um, this idea that an an animal could temporarily provide substitution for our sins mm-hmm. is uh, it can be difficult to think about, and yet at the same time, this is something every day when we go have a hamburger, we that that animal died so that we could live, mm-hmm. and I think we just lose the sacredness of that. Mm-hmm that what does that mean it means we need to treat life in a more sacred way the only reason we're living is because others have given their lives for us so Mm -hmm. therefore we should give our lives for others i think that's the biggest takeaway that i one of the big takeaways for me when I think about atonement is both I need to be repentant of mm-hmm. my sin. Yes. But also I need to value the sacredness of life itself and mm-hmm. realize that I should live a life of sacrifice for others because the only way that I'm existing is because others have sacrificed themselves for me. In so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And living a life of sacrifice is is what we're all called to do. So um, there is uh, maybe some debate and questions out there about um, how could Jesus have become the atonement? You know, what does that look like? Was God angry? And I was doing some reading about that and I thought, do we really want to get into that? You know. Uh, Jesus being the, the, there's big words like, you know, substitution and propitiation. and mm-hmm. uh, I think um, without trying, and the goal on this podcast is not to get deeply theological. Uh, the goal is, for me, is to become very practical. And so I just want to make sure that I mention that the reason why Christians would only celebrate the Day of Atonement uh, these days is more of a remembrance, not because it's a necessity. Mm -hmm. That when Jesus came, because he was the pure lamb, he was the ultimate one, the one who was able to voluntarily lay down his life for us, then that covered all sin for all time. Mm -hmm. And God's, the justice that God's holiness requires. And when I say uh, the word holiness, I think sometimes people 
almost get this idea like God is is um, almost like well he's better than us like in other words almost like like this negative idea of oh there's just somebody out there who's not really better than us but he's acting like he is you know how there's sort of this like oh I'm holier than you are you know because we have these experiences in life where people come across as better than us when they're really not. Maybe mm-hmm. they're really hiding things that mm-hmm. then get revealed later. But the difference between God and those people is that God is like light and sin is like darkness. Mm-hmm. And it's just that the two cannot be in the same room. Mm-hmm. So if we are have any sin within us, and we try to come into the presence of God, it's like darkness trying to come into light. Mm-hmm. It just gets eradicated. It's just, it's the nature of who God is, is he is so pure, so holy, so righteous, that if any type of sin were to come into his presence, it's gone. <laughs> it just can't exist. Hmm. So we need... So the, the other thing that's really helpful to, for people to think about is the, the idea of atonement is actually a covering. If you think about what, what happened with Adam and Eve when they sinned, what was the first sacrifice that ever happened in the Bible? God sacrificed an animal so that Adam and Eve could have a covering. Mm-hmm. He made God made clothing for Adam and Eve to cover... Um, the sin and the vulnerability that they then had. Excuse me. And it became a protection for them. And that is what Jesus did for us. That his sacrifice became the covering that mm-hmm. protects us to be able to come into God's presence. The to, priest. To be one with God. Yes. At one minute. Yes. The priest was protected by the sacrifice of the bull. The people were protected by the sacrifice of the goat. And when Jesus died, he became the covering for all. The ultimate. The ultimate sacrifice so that we are all covered. And we can all enter into the Holy of Holies. We can all be in the presence of God. But only by putting our trust in him as that sacrificial lamb for us. Amen? Amen. That's our show for today. Blessings to you and to those you love. We're glad you have been listening to us talk about living a life that lasts. Now, it's your turn. Courageously, sacrificially, live this week in such a way that your life will be a life that lasts.